Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Runkle. Hello! Hello. 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 Ah, can sense the excitement. The wonder... Trepidation, <laughs> like. <laughs> Creeping sense of dread. Yeah. Yeah, Just let me die be... already, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's entirely in your own hands, Sophia. <laughs> Is there a version of Dignitas in this? <laughs> I don't know, I, I see Cooks in a bit like a cat just toying with like a small mouse. Like, <laughs> oh, you, you think you can run away, don't you? Oh, oh, ah, no, I got you. <laughs> uh, it's true, it's very true. And, uh, well, you'll be reprising your roles, and maybe for some of you for the last time. As Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer, and oh boy, last week, last week, that's uh, yeah, that happened, didn't it? Yeah, it stank. It was a thing. <laughs> Even the dice didn't know what to do because we were rolling atrociously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I guess. A, a long fated combat ensued between uh, the Hell Knight Karnak and Rogar McLeod. And, well, unfortunately for Rogar, he seems he's fighting quite a powerful and clever foe who pretty much kept him at bay and just blasted him with Hellfire Bolts the whole fight so far, until finally, you know, wearing him down a little bit and deciding to jump into the melee, at least for a moment. While that was going on, Sophia was trying a few different avenues. You tried to negotiate with the Awoken, who you kind of got the, the distinct impression that they are not impressed with you in the slightest. But you did learn that there are invisible creatures watching this fight, resting up on the tents. And you managed to convince Menderax to send his good friend Kusator down to stand near the portal that, held, that uh, Karnak opened. Which, in theory, should be stopping more devils coming through. You did notice a few had come through just prior to Kusator making his way down there, though. So it's it's defended, but Kusator is keeping his distance and keeping it locked down. So you're not having a mass invasion right now. <laughs> While you were testing that, Tommy made his way over with Solara with the other Awoken, the Eater, this uh, armor-plated, bone-white creature that has like a massive mouth or what it calls a sword, but it's more like a giant mouth grafted onto its arm. It followed you and actually stopped the frost giant that was heading towards the uh, the middle of the fight. Now, you don't know what's going on there, because you've sort of left that to play out. And they seem to be engaged, perhaps, in some sort of conversation. You're not quite certain. Solara was uh, hanging over to the west side of the map, near the river, ready to set fire to a few more tents to see if she can raise a bit of a distraction while Tommy went over to the east side to get a good view of what was going on, and very quickly learned that Karnak was not taking a lot of damage in this fight. He saw a uh, fireball hit Karnak square in the face and do nothing, and I think he may have even witnessed the Blight spell as well do nothing too, and really, whatever fight was going on was not a good, good one for his opponent, and you spotted Sophia too. You saw that she was... Kind of under a, under a watchful eye of some other fiend, and we ended last episode with Tommy taking a shot, deciding to shoot our good friend Menderax in the side of the head. Had interesting results, shall we say? I mean, yeah, Tommy didn't exactly know who he was. Seemed like an option to try and get Sophia a chance to run away. 
seeing as all his other distractions had kind of failed to materialize. Mm. Well, at least for now. We don't know what else is playing here. So the only other thing that's not shown up yet that you know of is the wolves. The frost giant has been waylaid, but we don't know what's actually happening there. And yes, you fire that shot, Tommy. The shot that rings out across the north side of the camp. And you hit Menderex square in the side of the head. He's not happy about that, as you can best imagine. But Karnak has attempted to turn the situation to his advantage by getting... Some of these people here to hunt you down as a bit more of a group rather than everyone turn on each other. Maybe your target selection had a, a bit to do with that, given that you didn't go after one side, like, say, the devils that they thought the contract would be broken, and you didn't kill off one of the gnolls, perhaps? Who knows? It's, it was difficult to pick who best to shoot for, but the attempt that Karnak has gone for is to basically say, hey, someone's trying to interrupt our duel, go deal with that. And we haven't seen the outcome of that yet. Who's actually going to uh, agree or not go for it? We'll, we'll find out in a moment. But that's left everyone in a, uh, a difficult position. <laughs> and, I mean, I guess... I guess we should just go straight back into this, right? Like, uh, there's not much else to say right now except try to get to the end of this fight and see how it all plays out. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much it now. Yeah. Getting to the end of this fight is... Well, it will end, but we may end as well. Arc 2 may end in this episode. <laughs> At least in one form it may, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Make you totally rewrite everything. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, should we just do that? It'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's, there's always more stories to tell. But uh, if this is where these three characters end, that is, it'll be sad. We've kept you guys a long time and you've you've done some amazing shit in this world, I think. You've uh, really proved the worth of these characters that came together with completely opposite goals and not particularly complementary skills, but you made it work. <laughs> <laughs> Great, he's writing our eulogy already. Yeah. <laughs> we try our best. You can't say we we haven't tried. Yeah, we've definitely tried. <laughs> Tommy's re remained a reluctant hero throughout. Rogar has fully embraced the villain, but still somehow managed to convince at least enough people that he's not inherently bad, I think I want to say. I'm a hero. Yes, in your mind. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't, I don't doubt that Rogar 100% believes that. Mm -hmm. but, uh, <laughs> but somehow he's managed to convince just enough people that he's also somehow good, or he's on the side of good sometimes, occasionally, when it suits him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he's managed it. And yeah, Sophia's found a god somehow mm -hmm. and is very cautiously starting down a path of faith whilst consistently looking over her shoulder <laughs> and going, oh, well, but it'd be much easier if I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my head is constantly, where's the fun? Mm. <laughs> and yes, I mean, and Sophia's had a fun moment here because I, I did, didn't mention uh, Karnak is currently appearing as Anseer, which has caused a little bit of a uh, crisis moment for Sophia as well. Like, we've got a lot of levels to this little conflict going on. <laughs> <laughs> So, we ended last episode, as I say. Karnak has basically requested everyone go hunt down whoever that was who just fired a shot 
Smenderax. And we'll start at the top of the round to see everyone's reactions to that. But right now we're going to play out round 7, which is what we're on. Which is important, because Rogar drank his uh, Potion of Invulnerability. It's uh, one of the things keeping him away from uh, some of the damage he's taken. <laughs> and... Just lost 10 rounds, though. <laughs> it does! And this is coming to the end of round 7. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, Rogar, it's your turn, and you heard the same thing everyone else did. You heard the gunshot, you heard Karnak's voice kind of psychically speak out just to everyone here. He didn't, like, pick and choose. So you heard the same thing everyone else did. And you know that means Tommy must be nearby. And then you hear a voice in your head, the same voice you just heard speak out to everyone. You hear Karnak, but... It sounds slightly different to the voice he's been speaking with, and you realize that when he addressed everyone briefly. It doesn't sound like Ansir. Like, everything he's spoken, like, physically, has given you the impression this was Ansir, but you hear a voice that doesn't have his same cadence, doesn't have his, the same feel to it, and you imagine it must only be addressing you as you hear. <laughs> I take it that's our old friend, Mr. Thomas Hawkins, butting his nose in where it doesn't belong. Glad to know that now the whole gang's here. <laughs> Seems you haven't lost all your friends just yet, Rogar. Tell you what, Ansir. This is no work of art. Tommy has no idea you were showing up. Nobody does. This was supposed to just be you and me. But if you happen to be, you know, as confident as you seem, maybe we pick this up later once these little disturbances have passed on, shall we say? <laughs> oh no, I I think we'll finish this now. Don't worry. Ah, uh, and he kind of briefly glances around. All of our friends here, I'm sure, will have fun dealing with Tommy. But you and I, we finish this. You have something that's mine, and though it's been fun playing around, and... <laughs> and he, you see him glance a little bit over his shoulder towards Sophia, and goes, It's been fun messing with you just a little bit. I have a lot of things to take care of, and I want what's mine returned. So do your worst. Paladin of the Whispering Man, show me your strength and finish this as best you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, with that, Rogar, it is your turn. What do you do? You have this heavily armored, devilish version of Ansir stood before you, swinging a great sword, kind of similar to your own in terms of uh, size and stature. I mean, he looks very humanoid for a devil that might have taken you aback to begin with and but he certainly fights like uh, some otherworldly monster as you've noticed so far as he just flew down and tried to impale you to the ground what do you respond with <laughs> you want to try and take the sword of god fine and uh i'm gonna stick it in the ground drop to my knees arms open and See if he just takes it. Hmm. That's your action? I mean, that can be your action. 
yeah, let, yeah, let, 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 let's try it. It's, it. it's a serious situation. It's a crazy move. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously offering up the prayers. But yeah, let's let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rogar, do me do me a straight up religion roll. Ooh. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. So you, you plant the sword and you say that. And you wait. That means it's Solara's turn. Ooh. <sighs> now Solara heard that gunshot as well. And <sighs> I mean that's one hell of a signal. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, what does she do with it? <laughs> I mean, she could attack. She heard Karnak, like everybody else did. Yeah, that's true. She heard that in overhead, didn't she? We all did. Yeah, he just kind of broadcast it like a hundred. I think it's one hundred and twenty feet he has for his uh, psychic. So she 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 knows yeah. that it didn't do the destruction that I was hope. I she presumes I, I was hoping it did. Hmm. So I don't know what she what. What would she do? I mean, she's got some options. She's got some options for some mass attempts at damage, but the question is, the moment she does any of them, she put, paints a target right on her. I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you guys. Should she stay her hand for now? Is that what you're intending with this? Uh, kind of hoping that she does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If, 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 if things had all, like, if, if she hadn't heard that voice in her head, then I would have assumed that she would probably start doing some causing some chaos but i think i would i would say from that it's pretty clear whatever i was trying to do hasn't worked as i was intending you know okay. a, a very calm voice in your head just saying ah yes somebody else has rocked up right go and deal with him it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah but i i, I mean, it's yeah it's obviously it's up to her but i would have that's that's kind of i'm, I'm hoping that she she stays down for a little while i'll go Hold with that <laughs> Uh, there's no point holding an action, but, uh, uh, but yeah, at the end of initiative. But I'll say this: oh, yeah. I, I think that's fair enough. I think anything she could do is a massive risk to herself. So unless it's absolutely clear that that's all hell's breaking loose, and even then, maybe that's not the best idea because she could quite easily die here. Yeah, okay. She will. She will hold for now and not do anything, which means it's the eater's turn. Um, it is equally confused by these events, but you see. I mean, Tommy, you can just make it out just by the edge of the tent that you are. It's still seemingly in conversation with the Frost Giant, which means it's the end of the round. So we move into round eight, one of the uh, longer combats we've ever done. And at the top of this round, I want to roll some initiatives here. And oh, uh, we're going to see who decides to do what. Um, let me do a roll for Karnak, just to see what's his... Uh, what his words, what effect they had. Okay. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, oh uh, yeah, the, the, the devils that have just been threatening us have just told us to go and do something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get on, get right on and do that. Mm. But it depends how convincing he is, I guess. To be fair, he has just jumped in and disrupted everything in the middle of their war yeah, camp. It's, it's, I'm not sure if that's going to help us or them. Just, uh, some, 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 some dude just, just comes into your, like, your house starts a boxing match with another dude you didn't know was already there and then tells you to go and like make him a cup of tea or, or, or go and do something else you're like hang on a minute what are you even doing here <laughs> <laughs> he's not super convincing and i'll say this he doesn't get the doesn't get the orcs on side they 
ready their weapons and are keeping an eye out, but one, they're a little bit taken aback by a gunshot going off because they, they only know one person with that weapon. So they are kind of keeping mm. their cards close to their chest and they don't seem to make any movement to send anyone. Volreth barks a quick order towards Beroth, who grabs a couple of the fangs of Yinogu, and he is going to move on his turn as he rolls in at an eight. Menderax is obviously going to do his own thing because he got shot in the side of the head. So he's rolling into initiative at four. And the devils, as it is their boss giving the orders, I'm going to say a couple of them are going to break off and try to figure out what's going on. And I'm going to do that under initiative of three. Not great. So a lot of these guys are going towards the end of this round, which means it's Karnak's turn to you uh, do this little stunt in front of uh, Karnak. And he looks down at the sword. Yeah, go on. I'll say this. For his action this turn, he does attempt to pick up Eclipse. And with your 17, with religion. And I'll say, just under these circumstances, and to reward a little bit of faith and roleplay here, you feel, all of a sudden, the, the weight of the black star above you, as you feel that pulse of energy that you saw once before ripple down from the heavens and crash into the area. As Karnak attempts to pick up Eclipse, you watch as it almost seems to coalesce on the blade sticking out of the ground and it glows with a sickly green energy as the blade essentially zaps Karnak as he touches it. Like it's like he's suddenly touched like a, a hot wire and it knocks him back a good 10 feet or so. And I'll say his next round, he's going to get disadvantage on any and all attacks he makes. <laughs> but he fails to pick up the sword. And that's Karnak's turn wasted. Oh! Oh! Reprieve. Okay. Reprieve, yeah. Intre mm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that'll work a second time, but <laughs> it worked. Well, it'd be interesting to see, uh, uh, well, yeah, how he how, how, how he kind of reacts to the fact that he can't pick up what essentially is his own sword. Yeah. At least not till its owner's dead. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, but he tried, and uh, yeah, bad round for him. That, that would have been would have been really shit if you rolled like a a one on your religion check, and then he just picked it up and swiped your head off. <laughs> but hey, you got you got you got a hell mary when you're in this kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try, and I never wanted said that I don't reward a bit of role play. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which means it's the frost giant's turn now. My drunk, angry frost giant. He's very confused. He's got people <laughs> talking in his head. He's got this tiny, plated, weird aberration talking to him. He's very drunk. He wants <laughs> his alcohol. He doesn't know where it is. He thinks the gnolls have it. He's... I'll say this. Basically, the, uh, the Awoken's trying to calm him down and kind of telling him to hang on a moment. So what I'm going to do here is uh, do a little bit of rolling rolling in the background just to see what my frost giant decides to do <laughs> how smart is my man here not very That's like, so, is, would is, he is, have is, actually understood what karnak said to him uh telepathy is in a language you understand it's like a ah, fair enough, board. yeah right. 
I, I just love the fact that the, the um, yeah, the, <laughs> the creature's just down there at the bottom, like going, "Bro, just don't don't worry about it. It's cool. Calm <laughs> down. We'll get you some beer." And he's, and he's just like, "No, man, no, no. I want to, I want to fucking just, 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 just. I'm gonna." He's like, "No, dude, dude. It's okay. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Come on. We'll just walk back to the camp. It'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. um... The creature's words don't have much effect on the frost giant, despite its pleading. Is it because he's too dumb, or...? He's very drunk, so he rolled <laughs> my little check here with disadvantage on whether what he's about to do is a good idea or not. <laughs> so, he's going to pick up the aberration and <laughs> throw him <laughs> into one of the oh, tents this... nearby. Awesome! <laughs> I'm gonna awesome. throw him like a lawn dart into this tent to the east and just <laughs> let out a bellow and. Fantastic. Start heading back towards the combat over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Frost Giant's turn. Giant! Yes. So, Sophia, <laughs> for you. You hear this voice, you see Mendrax stood next to you, you saw and heard that gunshot. You see a bit of blood trickle down Mendrax's cheek, but you know he didn't even move from that shot. Like it hit him, hit him square on, and you know Tommy's got packed some firepower, but that bullet did not do much to this creature. But you see he is seething with rage at uh, daring to be attacked by something. What do you do on your turn? I don't want to talk to this guy. Last time I talked to him, he just threatened me. I don't think I'm going to be able to like calm him the fuck down. I don't think I can persuade him that it was either the gnolls or the brain's gone. Yeah, orcs. Just just be like, damn, mosquitoes around here are pretty big. <laughs> I was honestly going to, I was like, should I heal the bastard? <laughs> just, just, just to get him on my side. Actually, right. actually if, if, you, if you give him a blessing of Kalemvor, it might hurt him even more than the <laughs> <laughs> So my hand's on my sword, and I think I'm going... So if I hold an action, does it have to be very, very, very specific? You have to tell me what you're holding, and tell me what the trigger is, and it essentially has to be done before this round of uh, initiative. Okay, if Menderax goes storming off, mm -hmm. I want to run like buggery. Okay. Um, you can do that if you wish. So you wish to move. You can hold an action. So you can hold your dash action, if that's what you're intending. Yeah. Don't okay. think there's anything else that is smart, to be honest. Well, you've not got a huge amount of options unless you want to start like swinging away at him now. Well, yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of bad options I could do. I could hit the guy. <laughs> I could help Rogar. I could help Ansir because Ansir looks like Ansir. There's a lot of bad things. I could call the devils and be like, hey, can you help me out, bro? You're, you're between a rock and a hard place, really, aren't you? Well, I'm between a Yugoloth and an actual Hell Knight. <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness, at the, at the moment, you're still fully equipped with all your gear. You're just kind of like hanging out i don't yep. know if it, it feels like um it feels a bit like uh i don't know like um luke skywalker on the bridge at the, at the end of return of the jedi where he's where he's just like he's just kind of hanging around there 
and they're talking to him and he's like yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm among my enemies and stuff but it's cool i'm just um I'm just here while um all my friends are out there having a battle and stuff and i guess we'll have a fight in a bit but for now i'm just just watching the show yeah <laughs> pretty much i ain't i there's nothing else i can do i keep saying that but it's literally true i mean you you, you could do a lot of things and i think I can't think of any way you could improve your situation, though. <laughs> I feel like for you, it's more just how bad do you let it get before you uh, choose a bad option? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you are holding the dash action for when Menderax moves. If he moves. Y yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Tommy, it is your turn, then. You right, so positioned nothing... yourself last time and you re-stealth, so you're trying to hide behind a different tent from where you actually took the shot from. Yeah, nothing's um nothing's moving towards me at the moment. I mean I'll give because this is all happening at once, you see yeah. some people readying weapons and like they haven't moved yet, but shit's coming. Can it can I can I see roughly who's moving? Or who's, who's who looks like they're planning to move? What you would be seeing is one of the Knolls, who you don't recognize, this one with white fur with that uh, three-headed flail that we know as Volreth, yells mm -hmm. something at his big hulking buddy, and you see Menderax's uh, fist tighten on his great axe, and his wings start to open. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. That's what no, you see. Do they actually work? Okay. Mm -hmm. About to find out. Uh, probably. But he's he pretty heavy, that? so I'm hoping he's got a slow flying speed. He's pretty, pretty, pretty chonky dude. Let's go get my hyena. See what they can do. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm going to move my 30 feet and then bonus action dash into this tree cover here. Where am I? I'd just, I'd just be effectively in this tree. Mm -hmm. And what can I see from there? So if you're moving and dashing, that means you're out of stealth. It Unless does. Unless you use your action to uh, restealth. Which, which is what I'm thinking of doing, yeah. Mm -hmm. so I may, may use my action to restealth. I think that's more sensible than taking a shot right now. Although I could I could start potentially start more chaos if I shot at a null, I think. But that's probably just going to send the nulls after me even quicker. If I shot at an orc, they're going to wonder why Joran's shooting orcs. Yeah, then the orcs will definitely go after you then. Yeah, I kind of want to see what happens with this giant. So I'm going to get well into the cover of this tree after a run, and I'm going to try and stealth again. A 24. 24. Okay. Yep, and that's my turn. So, hidey hide. Hidey hide. Cool. That means next up it's Beroth's turn. So, what can my uh, buddy here do? Cool. Baroth and two of the fangs of Yinogu are going to start moving. And he's going to head out first to here, and then he's going to dash. Start making his way in the rough direction that he heard the gunshot. Which was down here, I think. Yep. He has to move around all these tents first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So the fangs are heading that way. I'm basically doing what Joran did to us, hopefully. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you are... Uh... Learn from your enemies. <laughs> exactly. So Beroth and two fangs of Yinogu are starting to move out of the uh, the fight circle. And that's pretty much all they can do right now, because they move and dash. Rogar, it is your turn. Eclipse is uh, sticking out of the ground at the moment, and Karnak is looking a little shaken and stunned from that uh, rebuffing. 
<laughs> Can you see it? Can you feel it? Can you see it in the stars above? Let's go, big boy. And uh, I'm going to... Uh, can I just pull something out and, like, throw it at him? Rather than, like, pulling it out of the ground? I have... Uh, I have a spear that I kept from Sarnath. I want to kind of throw it at him. I'll say that you have that uh, spear on you if you want to throw it. Why not? What was the weapon that you got, like, plus one? The, oh, I, I have the long shard spear that is oh. plus one. But yeah. uh, You don't want to uh, just eat that, I mean. No. Yeah, and I'm kind of going with crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> if it worked, roll with it. Just, just yeah, yeah. roll with it. Wild card. Uh, Play the type. <laughs> exactly. So, in throwing that, it's a, a, a 19. Ooh. A, and 8 piercing if that hits. A 19 does hit. <laughs> the, the spear doesn't really do a great deal, but it hits his armor and you see it impact and just drop to the ground next to Karnak, who is still looking more stunned and confused by the uh, rebuffing of Eclipse and you think he almost didn't even notice you threw the spear at him. Ah, well, you know. <laughs> it's another eight hit points he doesn't have anymore. Four. Four hit points he doesn't have anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your turn, Rogar. Uh, and um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> having done that, uh, and you know, since then it's not, you know, obviously it's not really affected him. I'm just. Gonna <laughs> See, come on, let's go again. Try again, try again. And I'm back down on my knees this time. I'm going to pull out the book, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm just waiting for him to have a try it or wipe me out. I am not. I am not worried. I am, uh, you know, I'm on fire almost. <laughs> yeah, go go with the go. What you feel there, buddy? Now I have to ask. Is this down on your knees just for a role play, or are you actually making yourself prone? Because it makes a difference to his attacks. <sighs> down on my knees is more as like uh, it's more role play. It's my it's, it's yeah. You're ready still. You're not. Uh... Yeah, yeah. It's 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 my it's my way of saying that you know it's it is. Uh, how can I put it? It's my way of saying it's like I'm I'm, I'm offering it up, offering this you know. You, you you want the sword? Come and take the sword. You know I have the the faith and the truth will set me free. <laughs> hey, Ooh. fair enough, man. Okay, <laughs> but but I was just yeah I was gonna say well unless of course him going completely prone means that the hitboxes are out of the way and um, can't can't hit him. I mean like on Dark Souls, just lie down. <laughs> 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 mm. you, you, you never know. <laughs> yes. Cool. Okay, so Solara's turn. I, I assume she's just going to keep holding at this point, not really knowing what to do. My, my only thought is maybe she should start moving around towards where Tommy is. She might reposition a little bit here while she's far away. Maybe get a bit of a better angle. So she's yeah. going to shimmy a little bit away from the river. That's, uh, I think, what I'll do for her right now. And you know what? She can attempt to stealth just for the sake of it, but she's quite far away from anyone directly spotting her. So, 15. That's not a, not a bad stealth check for a sorcerer. Pretty good. Pretty good. The Eater picks itself up on its turn from inside the tent, <laughs> so none of you can uh, see that. Oh, that's hilarious. And he'll move half his speed just to get out of the tent again. 
<laughs> he is not impressed by what just happened to him. He is feeling very angry. And there's not much else he can do, is there? Hang on. We should probably actually open his character sheet. I thought it was a girl, to be fair. What? Don't the, know why. The eater. Yeah. Where's the other Yugoloth, the Canoloth? He's, He's still down by the hell portal. Uh, yeah. Is he just sat there? Pretty much. That's all he uh, needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sat there on his phone. Like, <laughs> can someone just do something? He's uh, streaming the fight to his phone so he can <laughs> keep watching. <laughs> but how can he see? He has no eyes. See, I, th- I just think he's like a dog. Like he's a dog that's been chained up outside the supermarket just watching everything going on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What, yapping Ooh. at everybody? Yeah, basically. Y- yapping at anyone who comes near the portal. Any, any, any roving gnolls. Okay, actually, um, my eater might do something. I just need to check the spell. Oh, no. He's not happy about being thrown, yeeted into a fucking tent. <laughs> Hot potato! <laughs> <laughs> Never used this spell before. That makes me think it's a high level spell. Yep. Yep. Well, he is going to cast Magic Weapon as a 6th level spell. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Which... For those of you familiar with Magic Weapon, what Magic Weapon does is you touch a non-magical weapon and until the spell ends it becomes a magic weapon with a plus one bonus to attack rolls and damage rolls. So you see he puts a hand across that weird maw that's on his arm and it starts to glow with this uh, bright blue energy. However, he's casting this at 6th level. When you use a spell slot at 6th level, the bonus becomes a plus three weapon. Oof. So he now has a plus three maw blade, as it's known. And he's making eyes at that frost giant. <laughs> <laughs> That's his turn, though. My other Yugoloth friend, the one who just got shot in the side of the head, he's going to turn to Nimira and just growl out almost. Keep an eye on this one. And he nods towards you, Sophia. And then he's going to teleport. Right which uh, will be your trigger for moving if you wish, Sophia, but he can teleport 60 feet, and he's going to go in the direction of where you heard that gunshot, and you see from where you are, Tommy, he just sort of closes his eyes, and what's the radius? Okay. Now I'm going to have to make a call here on whether he goes south, north, or uh, further east. Scatter dice, or I guess you could do a a d6 and Diagonals, couldn't you? Yeah, it's going to be... Let's do a d6. One, so, two, he heads north. Three, four, he goes east. Five, six, he goes south. So uh, let's uh, let's put Tommy's fate in the hands of the dice here. Because I'm going to let you know something. He has blind sight. He don't need to see you. He just needs to be near you. Didn't he have to roll to see Sophia? But I guess that's because he didn't know he was looking for her. She had to roll stealth. It didn't actually matter. Okay. That's the issue. Okay. But yes, so one, two, very bad for Tommy. Three, four, mm, might be okay. Five, six is what you want to see here, buddy. And I'm going to roll it in the open. Okay, do it. Three. Okay, Three. could be better. Okay, 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 okay. So he's going to leap forward, let's say 40 feet, and basically inspect where that gunshot went off. And he's kind of flapping his wings there a little bit and looking around again. Right now... That's his turn. He's not going to do anything else. The devils, 
who... Do I get my turn? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Actually, very important now, Sophia. So, where are you dashing? Thing is... Well, I can't not... just change my action, can I, to do something else? I literally... You can decide... Just... Yeah, you can decide not to do it. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Do it or not do it now. She's she's yeah. not in combat, so nothing can technically react or take it. Literally take everything here will get an attack of opportunity because Menderax told Nimira to keep an eye on her and all the moles are surrounding her. They can't react this turn if Sophia couldn't react the last turn when she was... Yes, they can because it is literally a reaction. Taking an attack of opportunity is a reaction if she runs past them. Just run into the tent. <laughs> except the except the orcs, which which the aren't... orcs might not. Yeah, the the orcs probably won't do anything because they don't care. But the gnolls got told to watch you, so kind of depends which on what ones, direction you go. Which ones are the orcs and which ones are the gnolls? I can know where the gnolls are. What's this one? That's an orc. Those are orcs. Yeah, yeah. the gnolls are more this side, this side, yeah. down here. Everywhere else. Those are gnolls as well, just across from you. Mm. Right, so. It's his... We're, we're at the end of the turn. Yep. Except for one more creature. Is she in order? Namira. Yeah. I've put all the gnolls together under Baroth right now, so I'll count Namira under Baroth as well, just to make this simpler, because there's too many uh, enemies otherwise. Which one's Baroth? He's at he's eight. At he's eight. eight. He's, he's next, He's after basically. me. Yeah. He's after me. Yeah, he's next. Is he? Yes, because it's my turn. No, no it's, it's not. not. It's no, it's not. No, oh, sorry. No, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong place. My bad. Yeah, no worries. Okay, I'm not going to move. Let's just say that now. I'm just okay. going to... I'm not going to dash. I was like, can I sidestep? No, let's just leave it. Let's just leave it. So you're going to... Okay, that's fine. You can take a change of thought here and not go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Time for the spine devils to move. And what's their movement? What's their flight speed? Are those the things that were invisible? No. Yeah. So they can fly 40, and they're going to start spreading out to see if they can find wherever that gunshot went off. And they'll all do their little checks, but Tommy's nowhere in the vicinity. So Tommy, I mean, what you can make out, people are either going to the gunshot location or starting to spread out a little bit just to see what they can find, if anything. But that's their turn. They don't see anything. Okay. Top of the round. We're, uh, Back again here, round nine. Now, Karnak has disadvantage this round, <laughs> unfortunately for him. And he's not fallen for the same trick twice. So he's going to do a straight up set of attacks on you, Rogar. And feeling a little stunned, oh, I think he goes straight in with the blade rather than attacking from distance. So perhaps a little reckless. Maybe he should take distance from you. But he's going to charge in. And as you kind of stand there holding the Phonotic Manuscripts, but still on guard. He's going to run in a swing with his greatsword at you. So first attack with disadvantage. 15. Swing and one hell of a miss. <laughs> you see that greatsword comes careening towards your head, but his arm is shakier than it was previously. Maybe he's seen double and he just misses completely. Second attack. Uh, again, disadvantage. Another 15. That's a shame. So two swings, two misses. You are very lucky, Mr. Rogar. Yeah. Frost Giant's turn. <laughs> oh god, what does he do? He's going to push his way up to the devils and yell something in giant at Volrath that 
I don't think anyone here actually understands. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. Rogar, you hear. Where's my booze? You stupid little dog man. That's what you hear bellowed out across this little fight arena. <laughs> That's the Frost Giant's turn for now, but uh, next round. Shit's gonna kick off, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, what do you do? You see these gnolls have been ordered to kind of keep an eye on you, but Menderax has fucked off. Yeah. Thinking about casting a spell. What, do, what just, are you thinking? Just to make things a bit more difficult, if I then decide to run. Thinking of casting Sanctuary, so everything must take a wisdom saving throw to attack me. I did think of silence, but I'm not sure what kind of spellcaster she is. Most things are. And that so, would just piss so, off silence everybody is, Silence is pretty bad for a spellcaster, but that might... I don't know if that... Because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a space, isn't it? It might annoy Karnak. Yeah, and I don't want his um, eye on me, to be honest. I mean, if, I think if you cast any spell, he's going to notice, but if it's, if it's a defensive spell, it's going to be less bothered than silencing yeah i don't know yeah i think i'm going to cast sanctuary on myself okay which is my bonus action apparently mm -hmm. do you want me to press it uh yeah you can read it out for the class oh uh, water creature within range against attack until the spell ends which is for one minute any creature who targets the warded creature when an attack or a harmful spell must first take a wisdom saving throw on the failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. This spell does not protect the warded creature from AoE. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it is a verbal, somatic, and material spell. So you say this out loud, and you start to glow with a little bit of that divine energy from Columbor. You have this little grey aura around you, so it's very noticeable. Yeah, and she hates me because I... Yeah. Actually, okay. DC is really low. Yeah, it's based on your wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Which is... I don't know. That, what is that? The fact that I want them to make a wisdom saving throw, but my wisdom is so shit. It affects your ability to properly form the spells and focus <laughs> on them, basically. <laughs> that is... just... this fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's not great, is it? That's not great. Never mind. Shit happens. It's something, I've done something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you could, um... You can maybe make the sign of Clemvor at the um, the raggedy ass bitch over there with her flail, and just wink at her. <laughs> I don't know. I, would you? What you? What are you going to do now? That's that's your bonus action. You've got an action and movement if you want to move. It's up to you. Like, or you can do nothing, or you can hold an action again. Think of a trigger, other than I, I know the action I want to do is run. But I don't know what I'd be looking to trigger myself with. And 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 what's what's going to be different if you run now than if you run last turn? Yeah. So unless you unless you're gonna you might you you might take some attacks opportunity if you run, but you might be able to you might be able to get past. I don't know. I don't th don't know if the orcs will attack you. You're not yeah, really their I... concern. Um, and whether you could kind of, I mean, you could potentially like try and use your movement to get kind of up into the side of the tent and then use your action to dash to get kind of out to the behind the tents i don't know you could you, you might you might take an attack of opportunity off one of the gnolls but 
I mean, they're going to be in hot pursuit. Yeah, but that. She, she's but then, looking then, at me. But then, but then, surely that's going to the orcs are going to be wondering what's going on here and why is this kicking off all around them, and it's going to draw even more confusion. So whether or not that's a good thing, at least you're not. I don't know. Is it or it's not a safe option? But then. Standing there is probably not a safe option. Cause yeah, should I just do something? The amount of time that I've actually just spent waiting. Menderak, Menderak, he's kind of he's kind of been like an executioner standing next to you, but stopping anything else from killing you, stopping the mob from lynching you. Whereas now he's gone, the mm. threat of death from him's gone, but the threat of death from the other gnolls is ever present. I don't know. I don't know what your safest option is. I'm gonna try and move. Okay, where are you moving? Well, into the ground. If you went down towards here, to can you see me measuring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, towards down here, and then you sprint up past these three orcs, and then I can't you, sprint. Well, I've already you, used the no, bonus. You, you, you've used a bonus action, so you could use your movement, and then you can use your action to dash. Oh yeah. Um, you might take an attack opportunity from him. And these three orcs are an unknown. But if you're trying to like sidle past them, like sorry guys, who knows? Sorry, need the loot. Yeah, just um, um... Just, just yeah, yeah. Not, not, not an orc. Definitely not an owl. Um, not really any of your business. Sorry guys, not nothing to do with you guys. Don't worry about it. It's cool. I'm gonna give it a go, Cookson. Cause, yeah. Okay. So I would tell you, you're gonna take two attacks of opportunity here okay. from the two gnolls that are nearby on the angle you're running. Yeah. And what's so with Sanctuary, they need to take a Wisdom saving throw, is that correct, to attack you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the first one is just a regular old null. Wisdom saving throw. Not the wisest creatures. Uh, five. So he attempts to swing at you, but that radiant energy just keeps him back, and it's like, almost like he can't focus on you, like you're a blur as you run past. The second one who is actually a uh, Knoll Pack Lord, They're a bit mm. stronger. He's going to make a Wisdom saving throw. Uh, a nine, which normally wouldn't be good enough. However, right now, yeah. yep, he is going to swing at you with his glaive. 21? Yep. That so that's hits. four points of damage. Okay. And make me a... No, it's not concentration. Yeah, so four points of damage. So he slashes at you. It's just one of those spells that, that stays there unless you do something else, like cast a different spell or make an mm. attack. Gotta remember my AC is 20 now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean, Sophia, you try run for it. Yeah. Okay. Tommy, you're up. Well, I'm not going south. Can I see? I can't see Sophia's move from there. Uh, could, could I see that? Hang on. I don't think so. You've got two tents in the way. The way she ran, you wouldn't be able yeah, to see that. Yeah, I'm gone. Well, in, in any case, I'm very much not going south anymore because um, it looks like I've... Well, I, I heard exactly what was happening and things have gone kind of the way that Karnak wanted to in that um, no one's um, having a big fight over here like I was hoping for. Sophia, at least as I could see last time, hasn't escaped and just some people have come looking for me and I'm thinking, well, this was a bust. So um, I think I'm probably going to... I'm going to head north further. I'm going to pretty much do what I did last turn. And I'm going to be looking to kind of potentially circle around and see if I can maybe meet up with Solara. Or I might just, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be tr start circling around anyway. I want to get away from danger. Because mm -hmm. it's 
yeah, way too dangerous where I am now. So I'm going to move off the battle map, effectively, okay. uh, and make a stealth. So I don't know. I don't. I'll, I'll put myself up here, but I'm actually like, uh, yeah, literally off the battle map, 60 mm -hmm. feet from where I was. And yeah, I'll do another stealth. Check. A 30. Okay. Tommy's Tommy's effectively yeah. He's he's he's, he's doing he's doing his best. Um, his best roguishness, he is running and then hiding, and then waiting till nobody's looking at him, and then sprinting as fast as he can, ducking down and hiding. Mm -hmm. um, he, he basically he's realised that his kind of his his hail mary pass has um, effect, he effectively spiked it, and it's a bit useless. So he's just running. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens over the next turn. He he has spotted that the giants getting a bit closer, and I wonder if he if he looked back as he was up up at the top. He might have been able to see that Sophia's not where she was stood before. Now let's see the angle. Hard to tell from that angle, to be honest with you. She was stood in front of the tent, but uh, she was maybe. here, wasn't she? Maybe. Well, okay. I guess because it's happening at once, I, I might have kind of. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I didn't, but um, we'll, we'll see. I'm still still going to probably um, look to make my way around, maybe, or do something else interesting. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm off the map at the moment. Okay, so Tommy, you are repositioned away. Baroth's turn with the gnolls. So a few things are going to happen here. Baroth is going to continue as he was ordered, and is essentially moving and dashing down this way, with his fangs of Yinogu close by, as they search for where Tommy was originally, but to no aid. Nimira, being tasked with watching you, Sophia, watching you essentially just bolt for it, get a couple of slashes your way, but have nothing happen. She's going to panic a little bit here, given who gave her the order, and she's going to shout across to Volrath, Quick! After that servant of Kalembor! We need her! And Volrath's going to move after you. Oh, shit! Now... I mean, through... Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, same thing yeah. you did, walking through the orcs. Yeah, I mean, because... they're, 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 they're a lot less, less friendly. Yeah, there's no way in hell they would stand in Orath's way. <laughs> Come on, orcs, do something. <laughs> You're doing a no, Sophia no. here. No. Oi! <laughs> I ran! How close are you, Sophia? You're within five feet. Which means Volrath can attack you, which is not great. I'm guessing he's pretty wise as well. Um, not that wise, actually. <laughs> I don't think. Hey! So... These, these orcs just standing around while combat's kicking off all around them. Well, they don't want to get killed by a bunch of devils. And they... Why would they save Sophia? <laughs> Even military boys? They should get stuck in. Come on, <laughs> lads. <laughs> okay, so... Gvorath, as ever, is a hulking ball of rage. And he's going to run after you, Sophia. Spurred on by his uh, spellcasting friend. And... Okay, he's... He's going to attack you with his flail. So he brings up that flail of Yinogu, and the way it works for him is he gets three separate attacks with it, and he can use three separate um, abilities from it. Does he have to do three separate wisdom saving? That's uh, so what I was just looking. So until the end, creature who targets the wounded creature with an attack or a harmful spell, if they fail, they choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Technically, he is attacking you with multi-attack. Oh, that's a good question. Does he lose all three, or does he do all three individually? I'm going to look that up. One save per attack seems to be the consensus. 
Yeah. Yeah, one save per attack. So he's going to open with the attack he actually wants to hit you with, and then we'll see what happens with the rest. So first attack, he's going to use his flail of paralysis and wisdom saving throw. 11? Yeah. So that's good enough, and he's going to hit you with the flail of paralysis. Straight up, can he hit? 28? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, so that's 12 points of damage, and as this flail lashes out at you, you need to make me... You need to make me a constitution saving throw. 17. 17 actually is good enough. Oh, God. So you feel this this flail lash out at you, hits you across the back as you hear the gnolls in hot pursuit. You feel a jolt of pain through your whole body as all your muscles kind of tense up quickly, but you just focus and power through it and you're not paralyzed. But that does mean he's going to attack you with his other attacks. So he's going to go, seeing that you didn't get uh, stopped by this, he's going to hit you with his flail of pain next. So another wisdom saving throw. Natural one. Ooh. Okay, no pain, he loses, no game. loses the flail of pain. You see he goes and like whips the flail around in his hand. And you see something gets in his mind for a moment, that aura of Kalimbor affecting his vision and his thoughts, and he just has to shake his head, and you see that flail falls helplessly to the ground for a second before he goes for his final attack, which is the flail of madness. So, flail of madness. And I should make a wisdom saving throw on that as well. Twelve? Yes, please. <sighs> Natural twenty with the flail of madness. That's quite bad. So 15 points of damage to begin with. I'll say this. You'll be happy it wasn't the Flail of Pain. Because <laughs> it's not a lot of extra damage based on that. It's uh, so 21 points of damage total. Bludgeoning, if that makes any difference to you. Nope. And you need to make me a Wisdom saving throw? Oh my god, right. I have just read my superiority dice. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you make an intelligence, a wisdom, or a charisma saving throw, you can expend one dice to add to the roll. You can mm -hmm. use this feature only before you learn if it succeeded or failed. Right, let me do the roll. Let me think about it. <laughs> yep, I won't say a thing. Do your roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would I add? Is it a d8? It's a yeah. It's a d8, yeah. Oh, a d8 yeah. is quite a lot, actually, for my yeah. wisdom. See if it's... Okay, ten. plus a d8. <laughs> Come on. Why didn't I use this before? A six. Sixteen. Sixteen, please. And Rogar's nowhere near me. Damn it. No, he can't give you any help. No. So, a sixteen. A sixteen is the DC, so you pass. Oh, oh my oh, god. Meets it, meets <laughs> uh, yes. You oh. feel that last, like, spiked skull just rake across the back of your head, and for a brief moment, you are just filled with the rage of Yinogu. That desire to shed blood, to destroy everything around you, to purge all that's good, and then you snap out of it, and your mind returns to you. That was three attacks from Volrath. Bloody hell. His buddies are going to just back him up at the minute and start moving round. Two of them break off, but the rest don't really want to leave the orcs completely outnumbering people here. So that's the gnoll's turn. Namira moved up a little bit, but she's not going to attack. She's, I think she's pretty confident Volrith uh, has you handled. 
So I'll leave it at that. Rugar, it is your turn, still locked in the death duel with Hell Knight Karnak. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, Ansia, can you feel it? Can you feel it coming? And uh, I'm going to try and touch him with the stone idol of Bokrug. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> okay. And I'm going... Uh, and in doing so, I'm going to expend all three charges. I'm trying to do okay. that. So, so you're going to attempt to curse the man. Yes. Uh, and it's made against my spell. It's a wisdom saving throw against my spell save DC. Now I am aware he's incredibly smart, but you know, let's hope he rolls a one. Okay. So, so uh, which effect are you choosing of the uh, four? See, I'm stuck between two. Mm-hmm. What are they? Just Disadvantage on attack rolls against me, or the target makes a wisdom saving throw every turn or does nothing. He's got pretty high wisdom, but, but, you know, how long does the disadvantage last? Uh, it lasts for eight hours without concentration. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, why, I'm going, that's why I'm going all out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damn good. Did, yeah. Even if he does nothing that turn, you, you might chip away a little bit at him, but if he... But he's, he's then going to come full force the next turn. But the way he's been rolling against you... Not I'm being, thinking disadvantage on attack rolls, I'm yeah. thinking disadvantage. Yeah, that's what I'm picking. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to go with the uh, Wild Curse, the target has disadvantage on attack rolls. With, okay, so you pull out that squat, frog-like stone idol of Bukrug, and you watch as that green glow comes to both the eyes of the idol and washes over Karnak and, well, Karnak's going to make some saves. So, see what he gets. He said wisdom, right? Yeah. Uh, that would be a 21. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you see that uh, wash over him and he goes, <laughs> Curses. How quaint. You realize you're dealing with the devil, right? <laughs> And is that your turn, Rogo? There's there's not much else I can do with it unless you uh, are telling me I can try and grapple him, but I'm assuming that's an action. That's an action, yes. Uh, and it took an action for me to try and do that, so yeah, no, that's me. Okay. Solara's turn. Well, she did get a view of Sophia running to the edge. Woohoo! Now, she looks like a knoll at the moment, so... Oh, God. She's going to try to sneak around the outside and make her way to Solara. Uh, sorry, to Sophia. And she's essentially going to go off the map a little bit here and start following down the... Uh, actually, it's not off the map. I'll just reveal a bit more of the map. So she's kind of going down the bank of where the uh, the river is running, attempting to get to wherever Sophia is escaping to. Okay. The Eater's turn. <sighs> My boy with the uh, powerful weapon is... Very angry, and he's going to move, and yeah, yeah, fuck it, why not? He's going to move and misty step into the back of the frost giant and attack him with the maw blade, because <laughs> he's quite angry, and I think you can imagine why. Not with advantage, however, because although the frost giant is surrounded, none of the devils are helping in any way, I don't think, so... He's going to attack with this bizarre mouth on the end of his arm uh, for two attacks. So first up, 
and he gets to add to this some uh, extra extra rolling. So it's actually a 23 and 19 points of damage. Uh, 23 is good enough on the Frost Giant. So you watch this creature suddenly appears behind the Frost Giant, jumps up and takes a chunk out of the giant's like flesh on his back. And you watch it just a gout of blood run down his back leg as the Eater attacks again. It's a 26, also hits, and that's uh, 21 points of damage. It's a nasty bit of attacking there. So it's two attacks on the Frost Giant. That's the Eater's turn done. The uh, the Awoken ain't playing around. And this is falling apart a bit more than they want it to. Now, Menderax, he can't sense Tommy around here, and I already decided he's going to the east. So he's going to shout to Beroth and the gnolls near him, Go north! The devils seem to be going south. I'll cover the east, the whole portion of the camp. Find whoever shot me, and bring them in alive if you can. And Menderax is going to move off the map, actually, as he continues to go in the wrong direction. The devils are actually going in more of a flanking, sorry, more of a fanning spread. So the spined devils continue to fly in different directions, and anything else that you can't see is uh, doing its own thing. Hmm. One of them is keeping an eye over on the knolls. Now, however, Tommy has made a decent bit of distance, so really, right now, not a lot to worry about from his side. Phew. <laughs> For right now, anyway. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, end of the round, which means it's round ten. Ooh. Balls. Yeah. This is uh, your turn, Rogar. Your potion of invulnerability is going to wear off. Yep. And Karnak... He's just going to swing at you, to be honest. He's just going to go all out now and just start trying to cut you down. And this time, not with disadvantage. Yep. So first attack with his greatsword. 25. That's going to hit. That's 17 points of uh, regular slashing and 15 points of necrotic. Round it down however you see fit with your resistances. So half on the 17, quarter of the 15. Okay. So that's rounded off 4 points of necrotic. So 13 points in total. Yeah, and do me a con save. Because uh, you'd uh, forgotten about those from last week. I have. Yeah. But you were, you were rolling shockingly well on these last week. So. <laughs> uh, so that's 13 plus 3, which is 16. 16. I'm afraid that's actually not good enough. Wait, wait, wait. Can I use the Sears emulet to re-roll any failed saving throw? You've not used it yet today, so you can attempt to, yes? Boom. <laughs> Come on. Use that uh, singular luck point. 20. Okay, 20. That, that's good enough. Just. <laughs> and now he's going to attack you again with his greatsword. Yeah. <laughs> 16, though. Misses. Man, that's good enough. You take the first one and clutching the seer's amulet, you uh, reposition yourself so that second attack doesn't touch you and you resist whatever his blade was trying to do to you. That's Karnak's turn. The Frost Giant. Well, he was going to throw a rock at Volrath, uh, but he has just been stabbed in the back. And he's very unimpressed by that. So he's just going to attempt to crush the um, the Awoken, the uh, Eater of Dust, as it's yeah. known. That's uh, a nasty chunk of damage. And he actually has to see if his concentration holds. Can I, can I just say, we now have... Currently, three entirely separate combats going on over here. 
Um, potentially four if anyone catches me. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't make it easy on me, do you? Nope. Well, <laughs> I wanted to cause chaos. I was hoping it would turn into one big brawl, but it's turned into lots of little ones instead. Yeah. Um, he... Actually, with a, a natural one, he fails to maintain concentration on the magic weapon, so the more blade stops glowing, so he no longer gets the plus three. That's a shame. Second attack with the great axe hits again. That's 24 with 29 points of damage. Jeez. Yeah, Frost Giants, they hit hard. <laughs> so the drunken, angry Frost Giant slams his great axe down on the Awoken twice and doesn't deal quite as much damage as he expected, but he did enough that it didn't matter that much. <laughs> as the Awoken is almost pancaked into the floor from that uh, vicious round of attacks. Sophia! You have Volrath hot on your tail, and you uh, felt his attacks last round. What are you doing? He, like, beta-to-base base contact with me. He is, yes. Okay. You'd, have to, you'd have to disengage if you wanted to get yes. away from him. Mm-hmm. Or just ha- cast a... S- no. If you cast a spell, you'll lose your wisdom save thing. Nope, because that's not concentration. No, it's if you cast a spell or attack. You oh. oh, okay, fine. Fair enough. Disengage the fuck out of this shit, then. That's my action. Yep, just to be clear, just so everyone on the map knows this, that this here is essentially a slide down of about 10 feet towards the back. Oh, but then it's a cliff. It's going down. Yeah, it's, it's, going, it's going down, not up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ooh, yeah. If uh, I think I about it. it going up, now that's freaking me out. Right, okay. Going down. <laughs> yeah, it heads down to where the river is. This is a, a slightly easier way to get in and out than the plunge you did closer to the gates. <laughs> Yeah. Because that was about 15, 20 foot down, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was not good. Right, and just to be very clear... Sorry, I just, um, I realised something, and it's, it's quite funny. So sorry to interrupt, but so that we, I don't forget to mention it. Uh, Rogar, looking over your shoulder, you see the frost giant hammer down at that Awoken, with these two just devastating attacks that just chuck up a bunch of dirt and crack the ground a little. And then you look at the Awoken... The Eater of Dust. Mm-hmm. And it's completely fine. Not a scratch on it. Oh. Yeah, I, I forgot that this creature's ability is uh, horrifying. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Continue with your round, Sophia. <laughs> um. So if you were wondering what the Frost Giant distraction was helping you from. <laughs> yeah. We got this boat. A while ago now yeah, and i don't know what you based it on and I, I if i just keep googling shit boats are, i'm just gonna like pictures of boats so um <laughs> why exactly are the specifications um do you remember the name of the item no just down as boat <laughs> um oh small feather of a swan Ooh. yeah i did write it down bloody hell that must have been like Fucking ages ago. Yeah. So uh, oh, I forget what it comes under. I think it's feather claws. token swan boat. Yeah, it's it's part Fi- of another item. Fifty foot long, twenty foot wide. Yeah, that it's qual's is... feather token. Oh shit. So the swan feather, you can use an action to touch the token to a body of water that's at least sixty feet in diameter. The token disappears in a fifty foot long, twenty foot wide boat shaped like a swan takes its place. I'll say the river is 
25 foot across. Yeah, yeah. I could be kind and say that the ship spawns. It's not going to really get out of the camp, but it could get you to the gate because it's not. It's going to struggle to get out just physically. <laughs> it's uh, quite big. Yeah, is would it be more of a bridge? <laughs> I, I could, you could climb, climb up over on the boat, it. Sure. Yeah, and I, and I guess you, you can command it to move um, yes. on your action, and it probably would move down towards. It would get to the wall and be stuck, basically. Remember, I need to get the map up again. Shimmy I know I'm fudging a little here because it's 60 feet in diameter, technically, but I'm counting yeah. a river as it's long enough and if it's a 20-foot-wide boat, that yeah, it's... I'm being a ruler cool here a little bit. No, oh, thank you. We appreciate your ruler cool. Right, so we're by yeah. the ground bonfire. Blah, blah, blah. The water is going south. Yeah, that's the way we came in from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a wall, palisade, bridge thing. So you, you effectively, you, we could ram it into the wall, and well, you could ram it into the wall and then jump out, out through the gap and hope you missed the river this time. So, Cookton, are you saying that I could move it, but just to that wall, for example? You could, if you got onto the boat and command it to move, as is this uh, thing's written rules, I would say you could get it all the way to the wall. It would crash into the wall, and then you're going to have to take your turn from there, see what happens. But you've um, already used your action this turn, haven't you? Disengage. Oh, it was an action, yeah. wasn't it? To, um... Well, it was just, I wanted to get it in, what did I say, in writing, but spoken you want, out. You, you, you wanted to know if it was an option, basically. Yes. <laughs> is this boat a good boat? Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm going to... So you said it's 20, 10 feet down. Mm -hmm. Does that count? I mean... You can drop 10 feet without falling pro. Yeah, but, I mean, if I move 10 feet towards the gap, then fall 10 feet. You mean, does it Are count you... as part of your movement? Yes. You're essentially sliding down the 10 feet in this instance, so yes. Yeah, okay. Same Fair for enough. everyone else who tries to follow you that way. Follow basically, me, basically follow get me. Basically get to the shoreline. Yeah, I'm going to slide down the bank, if I may. Okay. Geronimo! Yep, and that is my turn. Okay. Tommy, you're up. Right, I, my plan is to kind of circle around, but there's there's the river here. So I think I'm probably, probably effectively gone north, and I'm going to kind of come round the other side of this bank, I think knowing that kind of everything seems to have um, headed off um, north, south, and east from where the gunshot was. So if I if I make sure I, I keep going west now, now, I've gone far enough north, I'm going to start heading towards the shore, I think. Yeah, you'll eventually get to where the river is. Yeah, so... Start coming down again. So I'm basically going to start doing that now. I'll, I'll start coming down the other side. So I was roughly up... Where did I get to? So let's do some, do some measuring, shall we? So you're about what five, ten feet off the map? Well, yeah, roughly, guess, roughly, yeah. roughly ten feet off the map. Right. So if I, I can't. So if I, I say fifty feet from where I can measure from. Mm -hmm. So it takes me to about here on the shoreline, just behind this tree. And same again. I will do a stealth. Can I see Sophia from here though? Uh, from there, yes, you can. She watch as she slides down the bank and is starting to run towards the uh, river. And you see a group of gnolls hot on her tail. Okay. All right. What does Tommy do? 
Do I hide or do I hold an action if one of the gnolls attempts to strike Sophia? I mean, nobody's really looking for me at the moment. Well, they're looking for you, they just can't find you. They can't, well, that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> the art of misdirection. Yes. Oh, your next character should be a magician who isn't actually magic and it's all just uh, bakery. <laughs> Slice Look over hand. there! <laughs> As he moves some cards around. <laughs> Yeah, just, 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 um, <laughs> that would be hilarious, actually. That would be a really fun character to play. Maybe. I'm not very close. What's it going to be, you tell me? I think things are not that, things might see me. And they'll definitely see me if I take a shot. What is it going to be? Does anybody have any ideas? Anybody, th- any- what, what do they think Tommy would do? If you were Tommy, what would you do? So what are the options? The options are shoot to hide Sophia. again, or, or or shoot Sophia in the face. Yeah, no, or take a shot. If well, basically hold an action. If one of the gnolls hits you with anything, does damage to you, I take a shot. the The thing is that big does a very loud bang, yeah, and I'm also very visible. So I could save that for another turn, move up a little bit, delf, and then hold Just the hide. action. But then uh, you might not have another turn. Just hide, did. Okay. <laughs> I will stealth. Uh, 26. 26. Okay. So you uh, go back into hiding down on the uh, shores of the river, and Baroth, it is his turn. Him and his peeps are essentially just going to move 60 feet up this way. I'll start trying to figure out the way around things. They are continuing to search for Tommy, but now heading to the north. The rest of the gnolls, it is their turn with that same initiative, so Volrath can he get to you? He slides down, actually not quite without a dash. So Volrath is going to slide down and I'll move the nulls up as well. They get to the edge here. And actually I'll move Namir around because Volrath did not immediately return with his catch. She's, she's going to start giving an eye of what's going on over there. Volrath is actually out of range unless he dashes. Or he can shoot at you with his longbow. Would he have to drop his... He would, if he wanted to. Hmm. He likes his flail, though. You know what? He's going to move into melee range with you. So he's right up on you as the uh, you see the, the red-running vile river behind you and this hulking, rage-filled knoll just holding that flail that you know just devastated you a moment ago with these smoking skulls hanging off the end of it. And you just hear... <sighs> Nowhere to run, little human. And I'm going to say the gnolls dash down as well to back him up, sliding and using their action. And that's all they can do right now. Wow, they are surrounding me. Yeah. Okay. Rogar, it's your turn. (laughs) For a devil, you don't seem like much of one to do deals. So... It's time for you to feel the wrath of God. And I'm going to uh, pull Eclipse out of the ground and take a swing. I, I would remind you it's an action to pick up Eclipse. Bye. Given that you stabbed him into the ground, pulled out a spear and threw it, I think I kind of have to count that as you dropping Eclipse. Fine, I'll take an attack with my long shot spear. Ha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly legal. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah. Spear him. Spear him good. 
Ooh. Uh, that's a 28 with 8 piercing, and you know what? Just because I can and I might as well. <laughs> Third level Divine Smite on top of that. Woo! Ooh. Go Ooh, for it. Big boy. And he is a fiend, so add your extra D8. Ooh! Ooh. Hang on, let me remind myself how many of those I get. <laughs> so the extra damage is 2D8 plus 1D8 for each slot higher, so that's another 2D8s. Plus another D8, so that's five D8s, uh, and that's another 25 damage on top of that. So 30. Hang on, wait. I should be able to do that math faster. 33. <laughs> it's not like you're in like accountancy or anything, is it? I know. Well, it's been a while. <laughs> okay. So I mean, you pull out the long shard spear. That's that weapon that you picked up in the Dreamlands long ago from a good friend who you made use of in more than one way yeah. and you <laughs> lunge towards Karnak actually get past his defenses stab him through that black plate armor and just as he thinks that wasn't so bad you unleash your strongest divine smite this burst of green energy rocks Karnak back a moment and do your second attack my friend oh not so great 16 16 okay as you kind of go for the second jab, Karnak, with Ansir's face, smiles at you and goes, Oh, yes, I, I forgot about that in Paladins. Divine Smites always hurt just a little bit too much. We won't be having any more of that. And as you lunge in, he just sort of backhands the spear away and gets ready to attack you and try to finish you off as your potion of invulnerability fades. Yep. Okay. Solara's turn. Now, she is in an interesting position. Because she's going to try and meet up with Sophia, who is now surrounded. Run to me. So she's going to move up the bank, and I'd say she can see you from there. Yeah. Just, she can see, yeah, she can see Sophia near the river's edge, surrounded by gnolls. Now, surrounded by gnolls is not great, because that means what she can do is a little bit more limited. If she has to hurt me a little bit, then she has to hurt me a little bit. Well, she, she vividly remembers how much she nearly killed Rogar last time. <laughs> she tried to AoE <laughs> around the party. Um, <laughs> ooh, what, what's the range on this? Let's, let's check some ranges here, just roll out some options. She's yeah, a bit far away from some of these attacks, unfortunately. How far did she just move? 30 feet. So she's going to try attack. She might try Lightning Bolt, or just on Volreth. That's feasible, I think. I think that's fair to say she could do that. It's a hundred foot, so she has she can essentially just send one jolt of lightning straight through their leader and hope that kills him or deters him or something. And you know what? She'll cast it at fourth level, so Ooh. an extra d8 uh, d6 of damage. Come on, baby. So lightning bolt, and then I'll add a bit extra to this. So first off, it's my initial roll, twenty-five. She. Adds an extra d6 to that. Extra 5, so that's 30 points of lightning damage. Dex save for Volreth. I don't think he gets anything particularly special. So let's see how the uh, leader of the Gnolls stacks up. Not that dexterously. Uh, natural 1. So he takes a full 30 points of lightning damage to the side as this flash of lightning goes straight in front of your eyes, Sophia, and you briefly get like a an outline of uh, Volreth's skeleton as he's scorched <laughs> out of nowhere for 30 points of damage. 
but he is very much still standing. Okay, it's the Eater's turn. He's going to continue attacking the Frost Giant, but he's sort of out of this a little bit right now. So 23 and 16. 16 misses. Actually, no, 16 hits. Both hits. Ooh, that's, that's a lot of damage. 47 points of damage to the Frost Giant. Glad the Eater isn't eating us right now. Yeah, he he's a little strong. And in fact, the Frost Giant needs to make some con saves as well. Because this uh, these bites are not uh, not natural, one might say. You know, shocking, right? Mm. <laughs> However, he is a Frost Giant, so you know, con saves. Whoa, 91. Ouch, you rolled a lot of 91s today. I have rolled terribly. I rolled two fails for the con saves. That's, ooh, that's really bad. So, I mean, Rogar, you cast an eye to this fight that's going on behind you as you're uh, still engaged with uh, Karnak, and you watch the Eater take two more chunks out of the Frost Giant, and you notice the Frost Giant is breathing heavy. He's moving sluggishly. He actually now has two levels of exhaustion. Oh, shit. This thing is literally eating him alive in both body and spirit. Menderax, he is off the board, so I'm just going to continue to say he's searching the east of the camp. And the devils continue to spread out, so a lot of them are off the map now as well. So, fair enough, except the ones that are with Beroth heading north. Everyone else is heading in their own directions. That's fine. Top of the round, Karnak. He wasn't impressed by that uh, stab to the side, but you watch his uh, armor begins to seal back up again. And he took a bit of damage, but it's uh, quickly disappearing. Yeah, probably when we can't die. Well, he's still hurt, put it that way. Yay. <laughs> but he is going to attack you twice with his greatsword. So first up, 25. Yeah, I can't dodge that. And you take full damage from the first 19 I rolled. And yep. Oh, is that because he's... Uh... Yeah, Rogar is looking a lot less sturdy now as that slash cuts across him. And the magic of yeah. the potion of the vulnerability wears off. Oh, dear. That, that, that potion was absolutely banging, though, and it was... Absolutely yeah. the perfect time to use it as well. It was, it was. So that's 29 points of damage total. Uh, yeah, that potion has done a lot for you. I, I kind of forgot you had that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I give you nice things. You do, you do. I never said that you don't, yeah. I know, you are You are always on my side with my fairness. Despite yeah. this uh, ending right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add that to the eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> and give me a con save as this slash cuts across your Rogar and you kind of go down to one knee for a second. 23. But some unearthly strength, maybe it's your faith, maybe it's the light of the Black Star shining upon you, but you're resisting whatever his blade is trying to do to you, even though your physical flesh is failing you. Yeah. What's trying to do to you? I, I'm just curious. <laughs> Still, uh, uh, fuck me. And I, uh, so I, oh, I finally got to do this. So, uh, does a 30 hit? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The bed. Plus 13. So. This, this, me. Well, by the skin of my literal teeth, <laughs> I am somehow still in this game. <laughs> I mean, have you re read that out? That's 15 damage that you take full. Yep. And the 25 necrotic halved. Yes. So and that's 25. If it, that, if it was, I'm if it was, 
if it was any of the rest of us, we'd have been dead on turn two. Yeah. It's just that, <laughs> with, with, with that potion plus you resisting the necrotic, which always seems to be the well, not always, but almost always seems to be the higher damage as well. He's rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Rogar, the first slash brings you to one knee, and you watch as Karnak spins the back of his blade around and just cracks you in the side of the head with the hilt, and you're forced back to your feet, your head spinning, you're there at death's door, and you just hear the Hell Knight laugh. <laughs> so close now, Rogar. So close to it all being over. You put up... You put up a more impressive fight than I expected. You even managed to scuff, scuff my armor a little bit. So I'll give you some kudos for that. But you're not lasting much longer now. One more slash, and it's all over. And that's the end of Karnak's turn. The Frost Giant is not in a good way, and he is very worried about the fact he has done literally no damage to the Eater. And now that he is at half health, you watch as he kind of holds a hand up a little bit like, hey, 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 I, I, I look, I, I see what you mean. Sorry. Sorry about <laughs> throwing you in, into a tent. Uh, I get why you said not to come over here. Is he sober now? That sobered him right the fuck up. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> The guy, if you look at the Frost Giant right now, he has got like a chunk missing from one of his thighs, a bit of his guts hanging out. He is not happy with how this turned out. He thought when he turned around and smashed the Eater with his Great Axe that that would be it. And the Eater is showing no damage whatsoever. Damn. Frost Giant's uh, sobering and wising up and he's not going to attack this round. Why, why couldn't that thing come and help a fellow follower of the Royce Man, yeah? You know what I mean? <laughs> bit, bit of help! <laughs> he had other things to deal with. He's only just got here. <laughs> yeah, that's. I suppose... Uh, yeah, okay, fine. I'll let you off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sophia, you are surrounded by gnolls. One of which being their leader, who is now looking a little crispy from a lightning bolt at the side of his uh, head. What are you doing, oh sanctuaried one that you are? Wait a minute, Sanctuary, did you say if I attack or is it if I do a spell? Sorry. Attack or spell. Oh shit, that's pretty bad. If you, well, you, you can, the only, the only way you can get out from not getting hit is to disengage. But can I disengage three opponents? Um, disengage what, into the river? Yeah, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have to kind of disengage back and then you step into the river. So, your problem here would be, I think, if I look at how this is, they have got you either side and in front. You can disengage from Volreth easily enough, mm. but you would still be within the Knoll's like, side-on range. Now, that's only an opportunity attack if you jump into the river and then the river starts to take you down. That could be a way to escape, because the river is flowing, and if you jump into it, it's going to carry you. But that's up to you. I wouldn't jump into the river. You're probably more likely to take more damage from the river. But, but then you're, you're, he's going to get an opportunity attack, isn't he? If you do anything else. Is he a fiend? Who, Volrath? Hmm. Uh, you do not know. I mean, you can attempt to spend an action to learn about oh him if gosh. you wish. Oh my god, that is a ho Oh no, 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 it's just whether or not my sword. My sword would tell me if it's a fiend, to be fair. I mean, if you if you stab him and it does extra, then yes. But <laughs> <laughs> not Nothing else is contingent on the fact if I have this knowledge. It's just like, would that be a good way to go? 
<laughs> you don't want to get hit by him, basically, with that whip. Especially not if you manage to make all three attacks on you. If the wooded creature makes an attack or casts a spell that affects an enemy, should I cast Shield of Faith on myself? Uh, he was hitting pretty hard, actually. Yeah, because you, you can do that without... Yeah. Yeah. That would be an action. I meant, just double check that. Yeah. That's a, bo no, that's a bonus, bonus action. action. Bonus action. Touch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then again, if I disengage, I can't go anywhere anyway. Apart from through somebody. Yeah, or into the river. And he can still attack you because he's got range weapon as well, as you found yeah. out after. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you... Well, you could, you could throw a boat, but then you can't disengage. That is my entire action, isn't it? That is awful. Yeah, yeah you can summon the boat in the river behind you if you wish. I can summon the boat and do a shield of faith. And cast shield of faith on yourself. So they've got, they've got wisdom, they've got to make a wisdom save to attack you, and then they've got, you've got plus two AC as well, which is oh, cool. Okay, we're going to finally use this fucking boat! I've, boat! I've, and not in an orifice or, or a kraken, I apologise, boys. I have but... to say, I'm I am deeply disappointed. <laughs> We're using the boat for normal, regular boat-related activities. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Cookson is bending the rules, okay? I know, which is why I'm not that sad. <laughs> I think the idea of you guys escaping on a giant swan boat out of this hell, hell pit of a camp is just the only way it could have gone down. <laughs> swan boat! Oh, that is pretty awesome. Right, so c can you please put a picture of a boat up? A swan boat! <laughs> for, for, for the record... For the record, <laughs> we on on our battle map, uh, we have a very, very, very long stretched picture of a swan. <laughs> can, I, can I put this on the Discord? <laughs> Be my guest. That is, that is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> just imagine like one of those tunnel of love swans, but just imagine it's like fucking sixty feet long. <laughs> <laughs> but oh only if it long because it's been elongated. That's amazing. There's <laughs> 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 been a levity to the situation. Oh, oh I used the boat. So you take Qual's feather token, this uh, <laughs> ornate feather of a swan, and you duck away from Volrath, place it on the ground next to the, just in the uh, water's edge, touch yourself for a shield of faith as the. Uh, intensity of that light of Kalembor just grows even brighter around you. And then a 60 foot long, 20 foot wide swan shaped boat appears from, <laughs> from these horrifying red waters around you. So now there is a bloodstained swan. Oh, oh no! It has a rope <laughs> that you can climb up to get there if you uh, wish to try to use your movement to get onto the boat from the side. That's so mean. Why is it covered in blood? Because <laughs> you spawned it in a blood lake. That's so <laughs> awful. <laughs> right. Oh. Um. Yeah. What did I do? Shield of faith and boat. Okay. Shield of faith and boat. That's and it. You, 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 could, you could make a move, but that would trigger an attack opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just 
remind myself that my AC is now 22. Yeah. So, uh, just for general knowledge, the boat is self-propelled and moves across water at a speed of 6 miles per hour. Uh, you can use an action while on the boat to command it to turn up to 90 degrees. The boat can carry up to 32 medium or smaller creatures. A large creature counts as 4 medium creatures, while a huge creature counts as 9. So, uh, if you want to invite the frost giant along, leave space. Um, <laughs> the boat remains for 24 hours, then disappears, or you can dismiss the boat as an action. So, I can't command it while I'm not on it? Looks to be the case, yeah. Yeah. Not can other people command it, or is it just me? I think you. I think it is your summon. Okay. Is how I would view this. Unless you die and someone takes the token, I guess, is the other thing I'll say. Oh! Oh, I, it doesn't necessarily specify that, but I think that's a yeah. fair way. Otherwise, it'll just sit there doing nothing, and that's just dull. But this is a once-use item, it's isn't a, it? Yeah, it is okay, gone after this. Oh, bugger. Okay. So, Sophia, that was your turn. Tommy, fucking boat appears. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's literally a bloody great swan boat. <sighs> right. So, from where I am now, I can see Sophia surrounded by gnolls. She doesn't look too unhealthy, but she looks severely outnumbered. And I can see Rogar, who looks to be down, pretty much hanging on by a thread as this great horned helmet fucking Archeon looking motherfucker is um, gloating over him. So got a, I've got a shot. What do I do with my shot? Don't be silent, guys. <laughs> Big Noll. Shoot me. Shoot you? Yeah. Why would I shoot you? Well, that would be for you to roleplay, but... Um... <laughs> oh, no, absolutely, but but, but what, 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 what... It's like... It's like... What would what would Tommy's thinking be behind putting one through Rogar? It's how can I put it? Mercy killing. No, I, I don't even see it as that. It's 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 kind of like I don't want to say it, it, it's like you're you're take it you're you're I don't say it's almost like saving like his honor. I guess I don't know if you think Rogar has any based on what you've seen, but you'd be denying Karnak the kill basically and almost i suppose it'll piss him off which in this situation probably isn't a good thing but yeah. you know what i'm saying it's it's if you are taking a shot you know that's kind of where i'd be looking at doing because otherwise you're just drawing attention to yourself for I well mean, I, I think i think i'm thinking I've, I've got well yeah i could i could i could put a few tall shot into the back of karnak which would just piss him off, and he's still probably going to kill you. But he might not. He might come and try and kill me instead. Uh, and everyone's going to swarm me. Yeah, exactly. And plus, if you do that, you know, he can walk through portals and shit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he could literally just portal behind you and kill you. You know. But he could uh, do that if, if I shoot you in the head anyway. I mean, his, so, so, so here's, here's, here's the thing then. So what, what Tommy's doing now is... He's hopping up out of stealth, effectively. Yeah. He's coming up rifle rifle bed, and he's taking a sweep round from where he is. So he's going to point first towards Sophia, and he's thinking, "Do I take a shot at that knoll facing her?" Right. And he's going to he's going to pan round, and as he pans round, he's going to see Rogar effectively on his knees with Karnak, with his 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 weapon raised. A giant greatsword raised effectively 
preparing to take your head off with his last swing. Yeah. Um, and Rogard probably got a little bit of gut, a little bit of maybe got one attack left in him, but can't. But I, I don't think you can kill Karnak in in one round. On the, the, from what the way Tommy's viewing this scene, anyway. Now, as I'm doing that, if you're facing the way you look like you're facing, yeah, at Karnak, you're gonna see Tommy pop up in the distance because I'm coming out of stealth to potentially take a shot. See me just here. Yeah, yeah. I, I. To be fair, what, 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 what do you do? Yeah, as you see me. If Rogar sees that. He probably gives you like the it's like you know like the 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 death sign like the no, it's over kind of thing. No, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Rogar wouldn't act, despite us not being on the same page, but kind of being on the same page. Rogar wouldn't want you guys to die for no reason. Not that you're gonna carry on my, <laughs> no. but I also don't technically because of the religion that we that i am i don't believe that death is the end it's yeah. like uh it's like uh it's it's simply just uh just uh another you know an, the, the next step really tommy's the only one the only character that believes that death is the end yeah because yeah because everything else is just bollocks in it <laughs> um, <laughs> right do you make any kind of sign as if that tommy would understand is just end me now no no, you don't. No, no, I wouldn't okay. do. Okay. Okay. Then I'm probably, probably gonna. Do I want to dash and shoot? I want to be pretty close to this boat. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So I am gonna run up to just here, and I am gonna take a shot at a Big Boy Noel there. Okay. With my rifle. And I'm going to shove a grip point on that to get advantage on the shot. That's a 22, and that's 23 points of piercing damage. Okay, 22 hits. And unfortunately I can't do a second attack, but I... What did we say about free actioning to pull out a, a different gun? Because I can free Yeah, that's probably your flourish thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. So, um... I'll swing out um, the last rights as well. Okay. And straight up this time, I won't spend my second grip point on it. Uh, a 10. Natural one. That's so a misfire. That's jammed. Oh, oh, shit. jammed. Never mind. I got a, got a good shot on the first shot. Yeah. So yeah. you run up, take a quick aim at uh, Volrath, shoot him in the side, and as he turns to look at you, unfortunately, staring down the barrel of your pistol jams. Maybe you're a little bit too close to the water, maybe it's been splashed as you were running up to try to save Sophia, but it doesn't go off. Which means it's the Noel's turn. Now that is some gunfire, so Beroth's going to start moving over this way. He doesn't know exactly where you guys are, him and his boys. are going to start heading down to the bank, because he just heard another explosion. Volreth. Now, something you feel around you, Sophia, now that Volreth is up close and personal with you, is just this overwhelming aura of bloodthirst. And you feel that the gnolls around you are almost resonating with it. So they're gonna attack first and they get to both attack with their regular attack and they get to use a bonus action bite because Volreth is near. That's okay. just that aura of bloodthirst. Wisdoms for both of those, isn't it? Wisdom yes, plus it AC of 22. Yep. Okay. So 
it's going so first let's do the uh the pack lord so let's see if he can uh, pass your wisdom so first 15 so his first attack okay. will be with his glaive he's just gonna stab you straight up nine total miss second attack with his glaive again since we're doing this all individually natural one fails so no attack on his second and then he's going to attempt to use his bite four that's a fail as well so the pack leader unfortunately is a little overwhelmed by your order of Kalimvor. come on Kalimvor. the second knoll is going to just uh, use his standard attack six fail and then he's going to try to bite you thanks to the bloodlust and with a 15 he passes this time and he attempts to just latch onto your arm, but with only a seven, completely misses. Oh. Which means it's a Volrath's turn. And again, he's going to try attack you with the flail of paralysis first. So wisdom saving throw, 22. Oh. So first attack, 16. Not good enough, I believe. Nope. nope. And second attack with, let's try the flail of pain with a 12. Can do it 27 oh shit shit that hits yeah so the flail of pain the flail hits you for 14 points of bludgeoning damage and then all of a sudden it feels like your head is about to explode and you feel blood start to run down from your nose as you take an additional 23 points what of psychic damage the flying fuck that's okay. two eights and that's uh d10s oh jesus 4d10. Yeah, the flail of pain is fucking horrendous. Okay. Yeah. Volrath, don't fuck about. This is... Fuck this, dude. And then his final attack. One more wisdom saving throw. Natural one. Oh, can't attack God. you with the uh, the flail of madness this turn. Ooh, dear. Jeez, that hurts. So... Actually, to be fair, if it was Rogar, you'd still be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as many hit points. <laughs> Solara is healthy, isn't she? Yes, but she also doesn't have a lot of hit points anyway. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, it's 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 a very tense moment here for us because because it's like it's get to the chopper kind of thing. We're all <laughs> there's the, 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 this boat on the river. Solara's running up from the south. Tommy's running across from the north. Solara's okay. She's pretty safe. Tommy's effectively being pursued now, although they don't quite know where he is. Sophia's standing on the shore next to the boat, surrounded by gnolls. It's, yeah, it's tense moments here. And Rogar is sitting on his last few hit points in the middle of this arena. Jeez, this is... Yeah. It's, 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 it's one hell of a moment, I think. This is, this is a big one. And Rogar, it is your turn. You are stood there, battered and bleeding, staring down the Hell Knight long shard spear clutched between your uh, half dragon half knoll hands <laughs> oh dear well what can i say i say what can i say uh, <laughs> Rogar's gonna kind of, he's just, he's, go, he's gonna put the shard spear down. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> oh. 
Oh, you know the future's in the stars, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Go on. <sighs> Sashay away. And uh, Rogar's going to shut his eyes and just offer up a prayer to the, uh, to the Whispering Man. And yeah, that's it. Okay. So you prepare yourself and... That's the end of your turn, which means it's Solara's go. She sees Sophia take a shitload of damage, and she's going to continue to move up, similar with Tommy, but from the other uh, side of this, which puts these people in a little bit more range for something. Now, unfortunately, Solara's options for spell slots aren't great right now. Even she had to use a lot of sorcery points to get that uh, seeming spell back. But what can she do? I, th I feel like she's got two options. She either tries to take Volreth out, or she tries to make going after Sophia seem the worst possible option. Ooh. But that means she's bringing a lot of fire onto herself for Tommy, perhaps. And it might not even work. I don't really want that. Again, in character. Yeah, I think... I think Solara's going to go to something that's worked well for her recently, and she's pretty skilled at at this point. She's going to attempt to banish Volreth. Bye bye, Volreth. Volreth, bye bye. And DC 17, Volreth has to beat with a charisma saving throw. Else he is gone for the foreseeable, unless the concentration breaks early. I mean, is he very charismatic? He has a force of personality about him, but whether you'd call it charisma. Okay. It all comes down to this, I think. Can she take Volreth out of the equation? which I think makes this a lot more uh, tenable for Sophia to escape. Come on. Come on, Solara. I rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> you, Sophia, you're stood there. You are battered and bruised. These gnolls are taken over by a bloodthirst you've never seen from them. They are incensed. And you watch as Volareth shows you these massive, almost demonic-looking fangs as he brings up that flail, that flail that's been blessed by Yinogu, and he is going to kill you. You see your life almost flash before your eyes as he goes to swing, and he disappears with a rush of air around it. And you cast your eyes to the side, you see Tommy lining up another shot, and then on the other end, you see a tired, battered, Noel pointing <laughs> her clawed hand towards Volreth in a signal of hi. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know that's her. I don't know that she, she's supposed to be an orc. Unless, unless, unless you get something by the by her pose and manner. Yeah. I'd say that looks like a hell of a familiar stance from a okay, bang of Nino right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just saying. <laughs> So Volreth right now is out of the picture. Maybe that'll give you the chance you need. The Eater is not doing anything right now. He has calmed the Frost Giant. The Devils are continuing their search in other areas, really. Um, one of them is flying over with Beroth, just as he heard the gunshot. It's one of the spined Devils, but that's it. Which means top of the round, it is Hell Knight Karnak's turn. And this is it, boys. Hey, girls. <sighs> Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I'm a and, lady. And, 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 and everybody else. Hmm. 
Good to see that you're no longer running, Rogar. Time to accept your fate. 24. Fucking shield. <laughs> well, it's all right. it, doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. It meets it beats it anyway. I was just I was just I was just, oh. I was just jesting with you. <laughs> I'll say this: you stood there, and almost instinctively, you cast shield, but the blade just goes straight through it as it shatters, and he runs you through. His great sword just cutting straight through your stomach, sticking out your back, as he. Reduces you to zero hit points, Rogar, which means you are incapacitated. Yep. And as his follow-up, he will attack with advantage. And if he hits, that's two failed death saving throws. And with a 31, Fucking hell. crashes you into the ground, literally just impales you there with his sword. And that's two failed death saving throws. Yep. And I think that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh my god. I... I... Can I can I ask one question before I do? Just before, because yeah. it, it depends very heavily on what Tommy decides to do on his next turn. How do we get on the boat? You climb up the rope uh, on the side of it. Is it is that just movement or is that an action? Um, I would say it's. Ooh, that's a good question. In my mind, it's movement because it's not like climbing a rock face or a um, like something that isn't meant to be climbable. Because because there's something I really really I'm really tempted to do, but uh, uh, maybe we'll save it for the start of next session. Yeah, essentially there's a rope bridge uh, right next to where Sophia is. So okay, cool. Climb up there. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Okay. Well. Fucking <laughs> hell. I've still got one death saving throw. You're, you're still not dead. <laughs> How am I still not dead? So as Rogar hits the floor, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you wish to uh, reach out to us, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp, and come jump on Twitter. You'll find me there as at Noah, my players there, with their player names and gtnp at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, all at Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot, and I'll pass you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. So, I want to take us to this other place in this world where people following our... Uh... A man in black with the face paint. But this time, we hear a woman's voice. And it says, When a man's heart is full of deceit, it burns up, dies, and a dark shadow falls over his soul. From the ashes of a once great man has risen a curse. A wrong that must be righted. We look to the skies for a vindicator, someone to strike fear into the black hearts of the same man who created him. The battle between good and evil has begun. Against an army of shadows lies a dark warrior, the prevailer of good with a voice of silence and a mission of justice. This is fate. And as he turns around, we see a swinging green dong. <laughs> Oh, so that's what Dick Fate's been up to. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it is Fate. His name is Dick Fate. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And he ha still hasn't learned about pants. <laughs> <laughs> I've been James Bunkle. <laughs> oh, well, that's going to be hard to follow up now. So, uh, as usual, if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't. Um, but next up on Tommy's big selection book of weapons, 
we are at the letter Y. Yeah, Y is quite a difficult one, actually. But uh, I think we're going to go with, um, I'm probably going to fucking butcher this, but never mind. Yari, which is a uh, traditionally made Japanese blade in the form of a spear, a straight-headed spear. And there's a whole martial art built around it because, of course, there fucking is. Now, this is quite an interesting weapon because, uh, yeah, spear's a spear, isn't it, really? But when it's got a great big fucking almost sword-like blade on the end of it, you can do a little bit more of it than you can with just your regular spear. You know, it's like a sword with stupidly long reach. I quite like it. I mean, it's uh, it's not my cup of tea. But, I mean, if you, uh, if you have one strapped to your back and you decide to uh, lob it at a hell knight in front of you, I'm sure you could do a bit of damage. So, yeah. Uh, Yari, I mean, what else can I say? It's a fancy spear. It looks quite nice. I'm going to give it four daggers up. And this week, yes, this week, I have another joke, which has been, um, again, sent in to us from one of our Patreon listeners. So this is a little comparison here. So bartering is when you go into a shop and offer a trade for the shop's wares. Martering is when you stab the shopkeep when he doesn't accept your offer. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if we had some shopkeepers, we could definitely do that. Yeah, now, now we just have people who work for us if we ever ever go home. I Although... would barter. I really would. <laughs> yeah, have gold. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Here, just just give me stuff. Yes, I have, I have money to exchange for goods and services. <laughs> and my friend who's dying over there has 4,000 gold, which would yeah. come in handy. If Tommy knew just how much gold I was going down with, <laughs> he probably would have taken that shot, wandered over and just... <laughs> I'll just take that. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I'm an orc. Don't worry about me. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> There's one very, very rich knoll coming away from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rich, insane. <laughs> you know, probably has a rather expensive ancient religious book on him. Oh, yeah. Two. Two of them. Two. two yeah, in fact, two. So I'm carrying two. No. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> the, well, the, yeah, I, then. I think we should burn the body. How are you um, going to get to it? I don't know. Ninth level fireball. Hmm. I'm not wasting that on a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> to save everybody from that book, I would. Uh, are you going to do your sign off, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, the letter is Y for Yuanti which are a collective race of serpent folk who can be seen as corrupt uh, who are seen as corrupt and degenerate monsters by other races they appear varied from human like to nearly ser- um snake like but all have serpentine features they give off almost no scent that a human can get- can detect but animals can smell a musty dry odor from their bodies like an old book Mm, old book. <laughs> hmm. Well, again, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See ya. Hey, I'm Brad, and if you like D&D, and fantasy stories with lots of magic, adventure, strange beasts, and oddball characters, and comedians with New Zealand accents, then oh boy, have I got just the show for you. The Fate of Ison is a podcast that has, wait for it, all of those things. 
Remember those things I mentioned? It's got all of them! Now go listen to The Fate of Ison because it's good and you deserve good things. Fate of Ison, a proud member of the Necropodicon Network. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.